Hello again, my friends, and welcome to the DDP for the 16th day of November. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me today. It's Wednesday. Wednesday means there's two audio drops wherever you're getting your podcast. There's this one, the Deeper Daily Podcast. We walk through something. We're walking through the Apostles' Creed, and we're almost finished. But there's also the drop from our Tuesday evening Bible study that is held in Flowery Branch, Georgia, And we have recently started a brand new series. This week will be week number two of Studies in Ephesians. So jump in now, early on in this series. This is the first time with this group that we've done a verse-by-verse in a Pauline book. We've done the Gospel of John, we've done 1 John, and then we've done the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Then we did a small series on the church, and then a small series on the cross. So we've used a lot of Paul's material We haven't walked left to right, sort of top to bottom, through Paul's letter. And so we chose the book of Ephesians for a bunch of reasons. Get in now and check it out. The second of those lessons is today. You can go back. If you'll go back and look for Grace and Peace from last week, you'll be able to jump in on session number one. These, of course, are all, not only are they available here with the DDP, but they're available wherever you... uh, where you access our videos. And one one of those places is YouTube, PWM. And of course, everything's at our website, paulwhiteministries.com. Today, I want to start the discussion on the resurrection of the body. The last line of the creed, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. And we talked about life everlasting because it's necessary in order to understand what resurrection of the body is all about. Resurrection of the body is not merely the resuscitation. You resurrect and then die again. Life everlasting is necessary in order to understand that resurrection. But let's talk resurrection. I want to use one verse, and we could use a lot. In fact, the entire 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians is Paul's, uh, really his rebuttal against resurrection deniers. Because there was a growing number of people, even in that very first generation after the resurrection of Jesus, who said, okay, look, I can believe all this stuff about Jesus. The stories are phenomenal. They might have even knew some people who had been healed by him, but they said, but I'm sure there were people who said, you know what I can't do is I can't really get on board with this resurrection thing. It just, I can't prove it and therefore I don't believe it. And Paul's 15th chapter is essentially saying, look, If the resurrection didn't happen, then the cross is just a guy getting killed. But the resurrection happening makes the cross bigger. And he had already laid out his argument early in the book that the cross is the scandalon. It's the the scandal that leads men to God because it's the very power and wisdom of God. And so you could read the entire 15th chapter, honestly, as a way of understanding some resurrection passage. I'm just choose one verse, verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. I do like this. That word we in the Greek better translates let us. So the verse would sound this way. As we have borne the image of the man of dust, let us also bear the image of the heavenly man. And so while that is the end game in that is, of course, resurrection. That's one that starts now. Let's talk resurrection. We'll get as far as we can today and uh, just spending a few minutes and then we'll just keep going tomorrow and the next day for sure. The Pharisees actually taught the resurrection of the body long before Jesus. So if you think that the arrival of Jesus is the arrival of this new message 
that people are going to resurrect, um, you're incorrect. But you're also incorrect if you think the Old Testament had a really well-defined theology of resurrection. It did not. In fact, the Old Testament did not have a well-defined theology of life after death. But when we get to the New Testament, we're jumping in into the middle of, or actually maybe closer to the end of, this sect called the Pharisees. And one of their calling cards was they believed in a resurrection. And on this point, Jesus was in agreement with the Pharisees. The Pharisees and the Sadducees had as their greatest separating doctrines resurrection. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection. They mocked it, thought it was silliness. Now, even the Pharisees are not the first to come up with the idea that there is life beyond the grave. Resurrection, maybe not, but not the first to come up with the idea of life beyond the grave. You can go back to Greek philosopher Socrates and Plato, both taught that the body was merely a shell, that the soul lived on forever, and that actually the body enslaved the soul. And once the body finally got out of the way, the soul went on and lived. But there was also some teaching that the soul had existed prior and that the body then sort of captured it or trapped it temporarily. Once the body was done, then the soul went on living. And you're not too many steps away from reincarnation uh, when you hold to that. Christians embraced the message of resurrection as resurrection of the body, but they leaned into the philosophical teachings in the early church. Even the Apostle Paul leaned into the philosophical teaching of afterlife arguments because they could say, look, we're not that far off of what you've learned that the soul lives on. The difference is that they believed that the body would actually resurrect because they saw two things. One, eternal life was a gift from God, not just a given. And here's the biggie. They saw that God's final purpose includes the material, not simply the spiritual. Because without resurrection, then God's end game is just to take invisible spirits to to heaven and to completely abandon the earth. But the doctrine of resurrection means that if God's going to resurrect us in some way, You can argue about what it looks like, but if in some way he's going to have us have a presence of resurrection, then we must at least talk about the material or the physical. Um, Let me me land here for today, and we'll pick this up a little bit more tomorrow. Take this thought with you today. We do not live because we have a soul. We live because of the grace of God. So my body is not just animated because of my soul and the soul has lived forever and will live forever. It only is eternal because of the eternal one. This is our doctrine of creation. We don't just exist. We exist by the grace of God. Therefore, if the soul lives on, we believe it does, it does so because of the grace of God. And therefore, God gets to choose its parameters. More. On the resurrection of the body and life everlasting tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.